episode six. Today we have a special guest, Zach Moore. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. How's it going? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on here. Going all right. All right. Awesome. So, Zach, the reason why we wanted to interview you, and thanks for taking the time, by the way, is we'd love to hear your story, how you got into cybersecurity. If you wouldn't mind, just maybe share for our listeners a little bit about your background. So I was, I was a radio operator in the Marine Corps, and then all the communications was, was kind of, in my unit, we were all kind of together in one, in one platoon. So, you know, I'd, I'd get to be with the, we, they were called data guys. So I'd, they're the same thing as just your IT help desk guys at that time. Um, so I got to be around those guys and I just started hopping in and, and picking up stuff that they were doing and started, uh, it's really when I started getting into learning about Active Directory and things like that. Um, and then as I got closer to time to decide whether to re-enlist or not, um, you know, I, made the decision not to, and then I went to the, the Microsoft System Software Academy, um, which was awesome as far as, you know, the, the tech curriculum and, and the professional development piece uh, really helped me, especially, you know, um, military language isn't the cleanest and uh, <laughs> doesn't translate well over uh, the civilian world often. So, um, you know, that, that really helped a lot. And then... Um, out of there, I, I got a, I got a job here in Nashville. Um, I was the, started out as, um, so help desk supervisor. Okay. So let me pause you there. So in order to get that job as a help desk supervisor, was it mainly the education that you received from the MSSA Academy that helped prepare you for that? Or did you also do some like certifications like a plus or anything to help you prepare for that job? So in excuse me, I went to I went to Net Plus, Sec Plus, and then an A Plus course. We didn't we didn't do the the actual certification. Our our unit wouldn't pay for it, so we just uh, we went through the training um, and did that. And that was it was helpful. Um, you know, it was it was kind of like you know trying to drink out of a fire hydrant because they were packing you know an entire certification you know curriculum set into three or four days so it was um challenging but i so a little bit of that a little bit of the stuff that i was doing with uh with the uh, the it guys in my unit and then you know just pretty much filling in the gaps uh mssa on the tech at least on the tech side filling the gaps for you know some system administration stuff and then really it's just the the professional development really just kind of polished Help, help polish some of the, the leadership, you know, traits that the Marine Corps gave me. And I think that that probably helped out a lot. Okay. Um, maybe even more than the tech just for that job. So in, in that we, we want to kind of zoom in and zero in on that transition um, experience, because when, when someone wants to get into cybersecurity, especially if they don't have an IT background or computer background, uh, we'd love to know, if you feel like the A plus network plus security plus are, are just foundational fundamentals that everybody should be exposed to, even if it's like a fast fire hydrant experience, like you had just even a few days per, um, you know, is your advice to Larry and others, you know, some of the listeners, you know, are, are each of those important? Could you kind of speak to each one? Let's kind of start with uh, maybe a plus. Yeah, I think a plus, you know, it, it, I think it, 
to answer that, it would vary on what what you've already been exposed to, right? So I mean, I don't I don't see A plus being beneficial to someone who grew up putting computers together and and that being a hobby and that kind of thing. But you know, for someone that's that's wanting to dive in that hasn't really that may know a little bit has hasn't had a whole lot of exposure. I think I think A plus is definitely beneficial. You just you know you, you're learning the different different parts, what makes it work. And I think they've even added a module now. I think it's A plus is there's something else I I'd have to go back and look. But I think um, to answer, I think it just varies on what you've already been exposed to. I feel like um, really that yes. makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. so I'm a beginner and I'm just starting. So I have been um, looking at like. YouTubers and stuff like that and they were telling me well A plus is you really don't need it and some say you do some say you don't but you know I'm kind of old school I always think you gotta you know you gotta crawl before you walk so I mean I don't I don't know how you feel about that but I'm I'm new so I want to try to learn as much as possible does that make sense yeah. oh absolutely I mean for, for <clears throat> someone new new to the you know the whole scene, I guess you could call it um yeah, I definitely think it'd be it'd be beneficial for you to just even if you you just did the you know the Coursera courses or or whatever you know just watching the videos and because I mean it just gives you that that foundation to kind of build on I feel like and you know from there and there may be even things that you know throughout the class you you may hear and not really pay attention to but down the road when you're on Net Plus or Sec Plus or something else then you know that it's starting to all come together right. That, yeah, I think it's definitely a good um, in your situation. I think it's definitely a good start just with A plus. And and kind of like you said, it's like the passing the certification is not as important as the learning process of going through it, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, my second question is: Do you need one for the other? So do so. What I mean is, do you need A plus to learn networking plus? Do you need networking plus to learn security plus? Does it kind of all fit together? Is it kind of like that? So I, I would I'd recommend doing it just kind of like the order you just said because right. when you get into when you get into Sec Plus you're going to be seeing some some network security type um, scenarios and questions and, and content and in order to kind of make all that fit in then having network or having Net Plus before that <clears throat> excuse me would be super beneficial um, and then from there you know I kind of started and worked my way back <laughs> but kind of like kind of like what i was saying with a plus you know when you get into net plus you know some of the some of the studies look ports and, and different things that that'll come up you'll know, oh like remember that from a plus so i mean they, they do build on each other and i mean um i can't remember i think my unit sent me to sec plus first so without a whole lot of you know i, I didn't have a whole lot going on that was just uh, it was wild, but so I, if I could, if I could do it over again, or if, if I had you know any say in the in the uh, order that they sent me, you know I'd definitely ask to go you know A plus, Net plus, Sec plus, and okay. we go from there. Okay, and then okay, so that's really really helpful, I think, for you know a beginner who's who's just kind of starting out and and everything. Now uh, take us to kind of what's next you know let's say you have the a plus network plus security plus you know zach and this is just from your own personal experience like what do you think is sort of like the next most beneficial thing for for someone to study who's interested in getting in a career in cybersecurity? what what sort of courseware or 
what it could be a Udemy, could be YouTube series. Like, what sort of uh, you know study guide or things have you found beneficial for you? And and what did you do specifically for your history? I just really, it's really just just sitting down and, and hammering away at the keyboard, just trying to find what you know what interests you. Because you know you, there may be in IT, there's you know so many different aspects that may be appealing or they sound great, and then you know you get you get on the keyboard and you're, you just hate it, like um, like coding, for instance, for me. <clears throat> Excuse me, like I, I was doing like I had a, one of my college classes. I do uh, C sharp or something. Yeah. And you know it was it's it's almost just just takes the wind out of your sails. Oh you yeah. Code, 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 HTML too. Yeah. Sit there, code, 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 and then you look and your output is like half a green page of a website that looks like a six-year-old drew it on the screen. Yeah. And it's, you know, and so, you know, and, but that's, you, you think of IT and that's usually what people think of is, you know, the, the dude sitting in front of the screen with all the gibberish, but you may not want to do that. So yeah. I mean, it's really just trying to find, for me, it was just trying to find what I what I was interested in, and you know, starting starting with the help desk, you know, I had hands on with everything, so you know, everything's coming in. <clears throat> excuse me, and so I got a lot more experience with with different technologies, and you know, got to shadow some some other guys on the network team, and 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 then ended up you know transferring over to the security team, and what what got me really into the security side or wanted to be on the security side were just dealing with the different, you know, phishing attacks and things that were coming in and then, you know, reading about, you know, people getting taken advantage of and, um, you know, it, I, you guys were talking about it on, on one of the, the previous episodes. And I think, you know, you can't really help but but to think about your your loved ones, especially you know, your your elderly um, loved ones in those situations because, you know, that's it's really who's a lot of, large percentage who's falling for this stuff. You know, being able to or being able to try to take part in stopping that stuff is really what got me, you know, more focused in security. And then once once I kind of got that spark, it took off. Hmm. So, uh, Larry, th- I know this has been really helpful. Uh, do you have any other questions about like um, how Zach got into cyber or uh, any other yeah. kind of follow-up questions? So I do have a question. Um, did you set up a lab before? When you first got started in the cybersecurity, so not not at first. That was uh, kind of like a foreign deal to me. Just you know, having having a lab at home. I was you know, I just moved to Tennessee. Was trying to get, get just got out of Marine Corps. Just got to Tennessee, a place I've never lived before. I was trying to figure everything out, you know. But you know, as I as I grew in my career, yeah, I realized the importance of being able to have you know something at, at your dis- disposal to to test things, or you know, even even if you're reading blogs and, and you see something interesting, um, but you'll see Joe posts and stuff about him running different ransomware and stuff in his in his uh, Defender ATP lab. Yeah, it's 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 nice to have you know a lab with with those things set up to to be able to test this stuff and. And um, you know, just run through different scenarios and just really experience, right? Because right. you can you can sit and read, um, you can read ten books on Netflix, but and you and you can even pass certification. But if you you know you step into the job site and you're asked to do this, can you do it? Is really what matters, right? So I mean, having that having the lab and, and being able to work through some of the the stuff has been valuable. 
in my opinion. In your opinion? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Because actually, Joe is helping me build my lab. So awesome. now, even before I get started, even into a, you know, a cybersecurity, cybersecurity career, so, oh, yeah. that was a tongue twister, but it's perfect for you too, because you're, you're going to have an environment where if you break something, it's, you just break something and you learn from that, right? It's not yeah. a, it's not a production environment where you break something and people are out, you know, the people don't get paid this or that. I mean, there's a million scenarios you could go through if you break something, but in your environment, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just me. I'm sitting there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Cool. Zach, do you have any other advice, you know, given um, your background and, uh, you know, for someone new getting into cyber other than building a lab and, and uh, you know, some of these CompTIA courses? I mean, it can, the, the whole the tech environment, tech community can be kind of intimidating, but you know, just ask questions. And I, I, you know, nobody, nobody in the tech community knows everything. I promise you. You know, it's just ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't understand something, you don't know something, no matter how basic you think it is, just ask. There's somebody that's going to know. There's a million forums out there where people are just willing to, to answer questions. I mean, you know, if you don't have friends you can call or, or other resources, that's one of the biggest things is ask questions. Don't, right. don't step into a, a, a scenario where you should have asked questions and then you create more work for everyone else. Right. And then, so Zach, what, where do you go like for your questions um, that you have um, other than say Google, YouTube, um, are there specific forums or specific websites that you found really helpful that you would recommend? Um, I use Reddit. I use Reddit a lot for they have a they have a good office for for the line of work that we're doing. I mean, I, they have a lot of um, they have an Office three sixty five group that, that there, there are a lot of good content. TechNet has you know that that forum. There's you know it's segmented into a million different forums, but um, that's that's a good one. Um, really, I just <clears throat> really those are the two main ones that I use for cool. Um, you know, any kind of question because it's, cause, you know, you have your, you have your white papers and, and your documentation that are, that are already out there to the public, but where you can really get value in, in some of these forums and, you know, other resources are people have specific situations that they've, that they've come across, right? Right. That aren't included in that, in that documentation, those white papers, you know, it's, you know, something can happen, you know, maybe you come across an issue or, oh, well, this isn't in the white paper. Well, you go on one of these forums, somebody may have already seen that and then have resolved that issue. Right. So that's where really, you know, you get more granular as to what you can find and, and responses and helpful things within those, those different um, forums and things. Excellent. So I got it. A question has been burning me since we first started. Is cybersecurity, I know it's a very exciting and very expanding um Expanding area. What part of cybersecurity is exciting to you? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's so many aspects, right? There's yeah. forensics, there's incident response, you've got governance, you've got compliance, um, audit. You know, there's so many different kind of specialty areas. Um, I think I know which one you enjoy the most, Zach. But I, <laughs> uh, why don't you share this? It's probably it's probably infinite response. Um, just I think it's it's cool 
you know, it's it's very unfortunate when when something happens, right? When when a when an incident happened. Um, but what the cool part about that is afterwards when you're doing incident response, you know, going in and figuring out what happened, you know, how they how they got in there, where you think it might have came from, you know, the, the who, what, when, where, why, and then you know, being able to put that together and and trying to provide value and, and to try to, you know, prevent that from happening again down the road. That's what's kind of cool because, I mean, we, if we're being real, I mean, hackers are never going to be stopped. I mean, they're, they're always going to be around in one way or another. Right. So being able to try to, you know, go in and patch, patch things up afterwards and, and give them, you know, guidance and advice to prevent that from happening again, is, that's pretty cool to me. It's all right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. What's the most interesting or um, just crazy incident response without giving away the customer's name, but, you know, like something that you're, just, you, you know, you learned or something that was really interesting that you think the listeners might might enjoy here? Uh, it was probably the, the riot, the riot deal. That was, um, that was the one within, you know, a few a few minutes of looking, actually getting in there and looking that they it it probably should have uh, got a hold of, you know, an insurance provider. It was just that nasty. Oh, wow. Um, that, and, yeah, I hadn't, that was, that was the first one that I had that it was actually more, it was more or less live happening, you know, kind <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> engagement. So that was definitely chaotic. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, for the background on that, um, I was at a security conference and I got called right in the middle of the conference. Hey, we think we think we've got a big problem here. We've got some ransomware spreading on our network. Uh, can you jump on a call? And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't uh, jump on there. So I basically called up Zach. I'm like, Zach, I need you to jump on this conference bridge with this customer. And I literally threw him into the most chaotic storm you can imagine. There was probably, <laughs> there's probably 15 or 20 people or more on this conference bridge. Oh, wow. And they're yelling and crying. I'm, I'm not joking, right, Zach? I mean, it was, it was crazy, right? 100% the truth. It was... <laughs> It was, uh, I, it sounded like you're in, like I was in boot camp again. Everyone <laughs> screaming. Like you couldn't, and you couldn't get a word in. And then, you know, it was like scream, 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 scream. And I'd hear my name and I'd try to answer and then just get humbled with more screams. Like people were calling, there's people on the line, people were calling other people, screaming at them. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so. So what, what literally happened was there was hundreds and hundreds of machines that had been encrypted by ransomware. And wow. this was IT trying to do crisis management with the executives on the call. They're trying to figure out what just happened, right? It completely caught them by surprise. And um, so Zach was in there trying his best to try to get details, what happened. You know, he's trying to provide some guidance on what to do, how to stop the problem from occurring. But he's, you know, our ultimate role is to basically identify um, how the attack occurred, um, you know, how to prevent it from happening again. Um, you know, is there any immediate things that they could do to prevent, you know, this from actually spreading? Um, and, and that's basically the job of an incident responders. You get thrown into just sometimes, 
you're you're in the midst of an attack when you get called, right? Some wow. other times it's already occurred several days or weeks ago, and you're just basically having to comb through the logs and find out, um, like Zach does pretty regularly, you know, um, where did the attack originate from? Um, you know, was it a spear phishing email that allowed the attacker to get in? Uh, he'll actually try to go in and find the email. Uh, and look at the details. Did the user click on a link? Did they open an attachment? Um, you know, what did they do? Did the attacker forward email to their account? Um, did the attacker access uh, personally identifiable information or health information? Because if so, uh, the customer has an obligation sometimes to actually inform uh, the people affected. And so, you know, it's it's a big deal, right? And then, you know, you do the investigation and then kind of the boring part, right, is the reporting. You got to write up the report. You know, that's not the fun part. The fun part is like digging in. You go through all these rabbit trails, right, Zach? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you'll, you'll, go, you'll go down so many rabbit trails. Just, <laughs> just it's like, you know, chasing, it's like, you're a, it's like you're a cop just chasing a lead. And you just chase, 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 hoping that, you know, at the end of that, it's, it's going to be your, your culprit. And you'll go on a few of those where it just kind of turns out empty. But, you know, a lot, but also it may turn out empty, but you may, you know, see another path while you're down that. <laughs> it's, I mean, it yeah. can get, it can get pretty intense, but, you know, the, but, you know, the report part, it's, it's not the fun piece of, of an incident response, but, you know, you're, you're, you have to be precise with it, right? Because you know, you, it's, it's all factual. It's nothing, you know, I can think, you know, it can be my opinion what may have happened, but if, unless we have, you know, logs or data to back that up, I'm not putting that into report because, you know, as Joe said, you know, they may, that may be turned over, um, you know, if, if, if legal action gets involved, you know, that report could be turned over and, you know, we don't want us, you know, our, our opinions being, being on a, a document like that. Yeah. And, you know, there's we could actually we could probably do a whole episode, Zach, uh, maybe uh, maybe next week or the week after, if you like, we can actually maybe go deeper into this um, if that's something you're interested. Because what I'd love to do in this podcast series Mm -hmm. is I would love to actually cover, you know, each of kind of the major cybersecurity roles. And Zach has a lot of firsthand experience doing really incredible investigation work in um, in, so, in these uh, attacks. So, do you do kind of like um, forensics oh, yeah. in a way? Yeah, yeah. The forensics is is kind of a subcomponent of incident response to to get in there and, and basically figure out, especially in the case of like an account takeover in Office three sixty five. Um, we get all the logs. Um, we actually, uh, you know, as soon as we download them, we mark them as read only, uh, we do a hash against them so that that way, you know, for chain of custody, we can actually guarantee that the, uh, logs have not been manipulated or changed. And that's all kind of part of the forensics process. Um, so yeah, that's actually definitely a part of it. Uh, other parts of like computer forensics would be like, for example, if you're in the police department and, you, you, someone, uh, say a detective has given you a hard drive and you have to determine, uh, maybe like web browser history. Um, you know, did this person actually plan out this crime? Is there any evidence in the web browser history that they searched, uh, you know, for how to, how to, uh, how to hang someone in a jail cell and get away with it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
not not to you know touch on a current event right now, yeah. but you know, <laughs> you know, I think they must have missed the Google search though about the bones in the neck. You know, yeah, not yeah. particular issue, right? But anyway. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Zach, thank you for being on the show. We'd love to have you back and maybe do a future you know deep dive in uh, incident response. But uh, before we go, Larry, any last minute questions for Zach? Yeah, Zach. Thank you for coming on. But before you get off, I think our listeners would like to know your years of experience in the cybersecurity world. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Zach, how long have you been doing um, cyber? And, um, you know, in in terms of also, I'd love to hear what your current sort of certification um, stack is and what and also your kind of what you're looking at next. You know, where do you want to go in terms of certifications or studying in cybersecurity? Yeah, so let's see. I've been I've been in the the security field for two three years. Um, I have let's see I have A plus, um, Net plus, Sec plus. I have the Microsoft equivalent of Net of the network um, that certification, and I have the um, what was it, the Enterprise Administrator Expert, the Microsoft 365. It's the it's got the MS 100, MS 101, and then the MS 500. That's the three certification like conglomerate. Um, so, and then I have I have some other um, Department of uh, Homeland Security IT certifications that that I got I got some free training through my through the military. Um, and what's uh, what's kind of next for you? What do you what's kind of your next objective? So I take I take CEH in March. So I take Certified Ethical Hacker in March. Okay, so so I, tell us about that. That sounds pretty exciting. Well, so it's uh, it is it's so you you really you get to learn all the tools um, like all the all the different kind of hacking tools, password crackers, things like that. And essentially, you learn kind of learn how to hack. So you can you can stop it right, um, and you know that from there that can lead into you know penetration testing and things like that, um, where you know people are. Long story short, people just pay you to hack their stuff and then tell them how you did it. <laughs> um, so you know that's the penetration testing and stuff like that's interesting to me. Um, cool. But that's my next that's my next certification I'm going after. So. Okay. Um, I put it on hold. I was going to take it in December. I put it on hold to knock out my Microsoft certifications, and then um, so now I'm, I've picked it back up and I set the set the date for March. So hopefully I'll, I'll go I'll go well there. All right. Well, you know, if you if you don't mind, maybe ping us um, after that because we'd love to have you on again and actually you know hear from you about that experience. You know about you know the, uh, you know, what you learned, if you recommend it and, um, you know, just to check back in with us and see how things are going. Thank you, Zach. Have a nice weekend. Have a nice weekend. All right. See you. Bye. So that was really cool having Zach on, right? Yeah, it was, it was a great, it was very great to have uh, Zach on because we got a different uh, perspective and someone that's pretty much been in cybersecurity only for three years and, how far he came right in three years is pretty exciting. Now, do you feel like you got some of your questions answered? Because before the show, we were talking a lot about you know, a plus is it really necessary and everything. Now you've kind of heard from his experience 
Um, so has that kind of influenced your thought process on that? Oh, yeah, it did. It did a lot. Um, I feel that you really should start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to work with, with, with anything, you got to know how it works first. Right. So I think that. I think the A plus is is necessary, and I think you have to go through those three steps before gotcha. you go any anywhere else. <laughs> it was pretty cool to hear about you know he's doing incident response work right now, right? Uh, and then kind of where he's going is is uh, he's learning the certified ethical hacker, the CEH, and uh, he's interested in penetration testing, right? So it yeah. is you know that's that's a common sort of thing I've seen is that when you get into cybersecurity, a lot of the times. Um, many people are drawn towards penetration testing um, because remember on the, I think first or second episode, we talked about, it's kind of the Navy SEALs, right? That's yeah. like the elite, you know. The elite of, of the elite. Right. Um, so that's pretty interesting. All right. Well, any other any other thoughts on, uh, as we kind of wrap up episode six on? No, I I feel that, hey, you know, just like Zach says, said, we should, you should start from the beginning and just work your way through it. Even I feel even if you know computers, because I think it's the the lingual, because Zach was saying stuff that I did really I really didn't understand. Like right. the wording. Right. Like you guys were saying saying it's like um IT language. Right, right, right. I, I would imagine <clears throat> just in that conversation as we were chatting, there's probably a lot of terminology and terms that you're not familiar with, right? And that and our yes. listeners probably aren't familiar with. And that's that's kind of the things that I think you would pick up in, in some of that. So, but what's what's kind of like top of mind for you as far as uh, what do you think we should cover next week? I think we should actually next week. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to invite Joe over to the lab. I'm setting up. Yay! And um, we get started from there. And Joe's going to show me some tricks and everything, and what awesome. I did wrong in my lab, and what I'm doing right. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Next week.